This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Franchise Tech Sports Podcast. On this episode, we're going to recap NFL Week 2, so stay tuned. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Franchise Tag Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Salas, and on this episode, we're going to be going over week two of the NFL. We're going to do a bit of a recap. We're going to see how teams are doing after week two and what their outlook is going forward um, for week three and so on. So let's jump right into the Thursday night primetime game with the Bears and the Seahawks. Bears took the victory 24-17. Um, the Bears' defense looked great. Um, the Seahawks' offense looked awful. As expected, all analysts said during the week that Russell Wilson was not going to have the best game, and he definitely did not. But let's take a look at the stat line here. Um, 22 for 36, 226 yards through the air, two touchdowns and interception. Uh, don't let the stat line fool you. In reality, it was definitely much worse than it is on paper. Um, those two touchdowns came in, you know, in garbage time towards the end of the game. They didn't have much of a chance to win. They were going to get the ball back with enough time to even come back into this game. Russell Wilson was getting stuffed all night, especially by that new and improved Bears defense with the addition of Khalil Mack. He was definitely worth all those draft picks um, that were given to the Raiders and all the money that was given to him was definitely worth every penny. Um, Russell Wilson couldn't do what he does on every single uh, game he plays uh, this time around. He's usually able to kind of run out of the pocket, buy himself some more time, look downfield, or use his legs when he has to. Uh, Khalil Mack was just that dominant and just that fast um, that he got to him before he could even think about doing it. So let's take a look at the Seahawks running game here. Not much going on there. Uh, Rashad Petting getting a lot of the work. 10 rushes, 30 yards. Um, he got definitely got a lot more looks um, in the later part of the game in the fourth quarter because uh, I believe Pete Carroll wanted to use Chris Carson um, more on the uh, special teams. Not sure why that whole team is in shambles, um, especially losing their key players on defense, which is what has been holding up the Seahawks for so long. Um, so anyway, let's move on to the receiving here um, for the Seahawks. You got Tyler Lockett, five receptions, 60 yards, and a touchdown. And that one touchdown was thrown, um, was a dime to Lockett in the end zone, the right corner of the end zone. Um, more than that, that wasn't going to put them in the game more than they were in it at the moment. So, uh, let's take a look at Brandon Marshall, four receptions, 44 yards. Um, if they use him more in the red zone, I think it could be a giant threat. Um, but as of now, they really can't get anything going on that offense. You got Will Disley, um, catching a touchdown in garbage time, three receptions, 42 yards on top of that. Um, I believe when I saw, uh, when he scored the touchdown, even though they were still down, it was pretty much garbage time. Everyone wanted to get out of there. He spiked the ball. Not a good look. Um, hopefully he doesn't do that again. Um, their offense just needs to get going. He's a new guy on the team. Um, he's got to make them look much better. He's a big talent. Um, he's going to be used a lot, with especially with the loss of Jimmy Graham. The activity that he had and what he's going to have, he's going to be a tight end to talk about in the future. Anyway, not much else going on on their offense there, so we can move on to the Bears' offense, which is uh, very intriguing to look at. We we'll start with Mitch Trubisky, twenty-four, uh, twenty, excuse me, twenty-five for thirty-four, two hundred yards. Um, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, he didn't have the best game. This dude is just on and off. If he's going to be their guy for the upcoming years, he's got to definitely pick up the pace. And, you know, um, he has a high-stacked offense. They definitely improved from last year, so there's really no excuse there. Guys just got to improve and show out. He definitely started the game pretty well, but later on in the game, he threw those two interceptions um, that were very underthrown and to Shaquille Griffin, who had a great game. Uh, let's move on to their rushing here, um, which is going to be a, the, the key factor in their offense. I know they still got it done, but they need to use their um, running game much uh, much more efficient than they did before. So um, Jordan Howard, 14 rushes, 35 yards. Um, again, this guy should get the majority of the work, and he's just got to 
you know, pound through. He's definitely a, a talented running back. Um, you know, he's definitely the needle in the haystack. He's a guy that can show out. He could be with the top dogs like Zeke and David Johnson if he wanted to. Um, but he's just got to, you know, with the activity he gets, um, he definitely needs to get the ball more. And uh, when he does get the ball, he's got to show out a bit more. So, um, you got Tariq Owen, um, not much on the ground. He's more of the passing back, change of pace. So I definitely think their backfield is very talented and um, can definitely get it done. I just hope those guys get more looks towards um, in the red zone. Um, I see a lot that the Bears like running a little bit of trick plays um, when it comes to getting towards the end zone or they have some sort of trick up their sleeve to try to get that touchdown. So uh, receiving here, you got... Um, uh, Allen Robinson, 10 receptions, 83 yards. That guy is looking like the number one receiver over there, someone uh, Mitch Trubisky can trust. Let's hope that they can use him a lot more and get him in the end zone also. Taylor Gabriel, not much going on. Four receptions, 30 yards. Uh, Trey Burton, four receptions, 20 yards and a touchdown. This guy's definitely got to be used a lot more. I definitely thought coming into the season, Mitch Trubisky would use him a lot more. Considering he's an experienced uh, tight end, he's definitely a serviceable tight end, and um, he could definitely be used just like every other tight end in the league that's had success. I think Trey Burton could excel in uh, Chicago if Mitch Trubisky can use him to the best of his ability, and especially if Allen Robinson's not open since he's getting the most looks, Trey Burton's not a bad person to go to. Um, I think he can get it done. Um, yeah, Jordan Howard um, taking place in the receiving game. He had a pretty nice catch on the right sideline against Michael Kendricks on a missed tackle. It looked like the ball was either going to be dropped or just taken out of bounds, but um, he, he held on and just gained a little bit more yards. So again, three receptions, 33 yards. He's kind of looking like he could be the passing down back also. I definitely would like to see uh, more in the running game from him because he's definitely a ground pound type running back and Tariq and can get it done uh, through the air so if they can definitely use those two guys to the best of their ability um, there's no reason that you know the win that they snuck out with that night um, could have been much more uh, dangerous and more in the 30 range if they can get towards the end zone and use their best guys in the backfield um, so anyway that's about it there Tariq in one reception 17 yards it definitely showed that night that Jordan Howard um had the best opportunities there. So again, the key takeaway from this game is that the Bears just need to utilize their offense much better. Their defense is picking up the pace. Um, they've had a decent defense for a couple years now, but with again, with the addition of Khalil Mack, they look a lot better. So um, they just need to pick up the pace on offense, and um, they could be a threat this year. Um, let's move on to the next game. Uh, we got the Ravens and the Bengals. Uh, Bengals taking it 34-23. to and let's start with the winning team here, the Bengals. Uh, Andy Dalton, 24 completions on 42 attempts, 265 yards to the air, four touchdowns. Um, dude's looking uh, pretty solid. Um, I guess with Bill Lazor um, as the new offensive coordinator, um, he's he's definitely um, letting it loose, and you know they're unleashing him a little bit. Hopefully, he can keep it up. Um, it was an in division game, so it was definitely a statement that had to be made there. They let they let up a little bit, especially on their defense, um, but you know they held on, especially on offense. So let's take a look at their rushing here. Um, we got Mixon who's going to be out for a little while. Um, not sure. I believe I saw at least two to three games, maybe even four, with his injury. But um, when he comes back, he's definitely the guy. Uh, Twenty one rushes, 80, 84 yards. Um, it, it must be really refreshing for the Bengals to have someone back there who can get it done. I know they had Jeremy Hill and Gio Bernard. Um, back there for a while now but again between those guys no one was really the number one guy Joe Mixon can just do it all um so again uh uh Gio Bernard here uh six six rushes for 27 yards he's gonna be the number one guy moving forward so hopefully he can get it done um I saw that he was questionable coming into the next game so maybe they light up on the rushing game a little bit and they got to rely on Andy Dalton a little more let's hope he can stay hot there uh you got Tyler Boyd six receptions 91 reception 91 yards um and a touchdown um we got AJ Green just showing out at one point he had three receptions 
with three touchdowns, uh, which is insane. But he had five receptions, 69 yards, and three touchdowns. Um, just a monster. Um, they've uh, the relationship he has with Andy Dalton is definitely on next level. Um, I saw in an interview, I think it was with Scott Van Pelt, um, Andy Dalton um, was saying that you know he's just the beast, he's one of the best in the league. And um, if you have, and um, if you're the quarterback of some of a receiver like that, why would you not say that? You know what I mean? Uh, you got Tyler Eifert, uh, two rece- two receptions, 23 yards. They definitely got to use him a lot more. I think right now they're kind of leaning towards Croft a little bit. He had two receptions, um, 11 yards. But um, if Eifert gets back to where he was a couple years back, he could definitely be a threat. Again, a lot of these teams have um, issues at the tight end position, which I thought was more of a reliable type um, receiver to have on the team. But um, I guess it's hard to incorporate them, especially when it comes to putting it in the red zone. You got athletes like Gronk, Ertz, and Travis Kelsey who can run routes um, very well. But you got Eifert, who's a tough guy who can just, um, when he catches the ball, gains yards, and he also just runs people over. So. You got John Ross, who's um, he scored a touchdown this year, but again, it's it was on one reception, and this game was one reception for eight yards. Or he's got to see more more activity there. He's a fast guy, which is why they drafted him. He's a very talented wide receiver. Um, so hopefully they put him in the mix more. But uh, again, if they get AJ Green going like he did that game uh, for the rest of the season, then um, they'll be just fine there. But uh, John Ross definitely not a threat as of now. Hopefully they can get him moving. Now let's move on to the Ravens. Uh, stat line here for their offense uh 32 uh for 55 uh, for joe flacco they definitely relied on him to throw the ball a lot more uh, two touchdowns uh two interceptions um he was kind of coming back later in the game their running game can't get going as much so they're definitely relying on the throw a bit more um so um they were definitely down by a lot by the end of the first half but um later on they caught up a bit um, but again, the Bengals snuck it out towards the end um, to put the dagger in. So um, yeah, Alex Collins, who has yet to be unleashed this year. Uh, last year, he showed a lot of promise. He showed he could be that number one back if he wanted to. Um, but he just hasn't had that opportunity. Again, in-division game was always tough, um, especially at prime time. And then you have week one where they went against the Bills where they didn't really need to run the ball anymore towards the end of the game. They were just blown out. So they definitely took him out, just waited till next week. So Nine rushes, 35 yards. Um, is not going to really cut it. Um, if they can get their run game going, Ravens can kind of be in the discussion a little more, especially in that division. Uh, you got Buck Allen, six rushes, eight yards, and a touchdown. Again, he's just vulturing these touchdowns from Alex Collins a bit. Um, but hopefully Alex Collins can kind of take those opportunities and run with them. Uh, let's take a look at their receiving here. You got Crabtree, five receptions, 56 yards. He's looking to be more of the number one there. You got John Brown, four receptions, 92 yards, and a touchdown. He looks like he's fitting just well over there. Same with Willie Sneed. Um, these stat lines look pretty much the same for all these uh, receivers. Um, five receptions, uh, 54 yards. And you got Alice Collins um, with uh, three receptions, uh, 55 yards. And then Buck Allen, five receptions, 36 yards. So I guess there's a little bit of a conf- bit, confusing, confu- bit of confusion here also in that backfield. They're not really sure. Um, what to do in the passing game I guess who's best available which is why um, their leading back always gets the ball at that moment so um, anyway not much going on in this game uh, very good individual division game to watch uh, but let's move forward here you got the Panthers and the Falcons Falcons take the victory 31 to 24 um, Matt Ryan um, had a decent game 23 completions uh, on 28 attempts he was pretty efficient through the air uh, 272 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. It's a very Matt Ryan-esque stat line. Um, I feel like he can't sneak out of there with uh, more than two touchdowns sometimes and an interception. And if anything, it's just uh, 
the type of game he's been playing, and he's just he's got to step up a little more. He was in, he's uh, he was a former MVP, so he's, it's definitely time to step up, especially if he wants to be in the discussion for Super Bowl contenders. Um, you got Coleman. Uh, with the absence of uh, Devontae Freeman, uh, 16 rushes, 107 yards. Um, definitely a serviceable um, second back to have, especially with Devontae Freeman out. Um, they're def- he's definitely more than capable of carrying the load if he needs to. He definitely puts a change of pace into that offense, um, especially when they're both there together. But when he's by himself, he can definitely show out. Um, you got, uh, let's see, let's take a look at the receiving here. You got Julio Jones, five receptions, 64 yards. Um Definitely not the best showing of the game that he, uh, Julio James, Julio James, excuse me, uh, Julio Jones uh, should have. Um, but again, uh, Matt Ryan uh, relies on him a lot more. So hopefully um, they can get him the ball a lot more. I know they have, they've been struggling to get him in the, the end zone here. But let's take a look. Austin Hooper, uh, five receptions, 59 yards and a touchdown. I feel like he's fitting in a lot more in that offense. It was kind of a question mark as to what his role was there. He really wasn't the guy that was going to get a lot of looks. He's more of like a three receptions, 40 yards type guy. But if he, if he can find the end zone like he did this game, um, he'll be doing just fine. You got Calvin Ridley uh, touching the end zone for the first time, four receptions, 64 yards, and that one touchdown. Um, so if they're not looking Julio Jones's way, hopefully they can get Calvin Ridley the ball. They drafted him in the first round um, to kind of get some more activity going on that offense. Um, he's very talented. He can get the job done. Um, Matt Ryan's just got to trust him a lot more and I believe this game he kind of um, put the ball in his hands a little bit unless of Julio Jones but again Julio Jones will still be a big threat and then uh, Tevin Coleman getting uh, involved again in the receiving game four receptions 18 yards but he had to do a lot of the rushing especially with the loss of De- Devontae Freeman so let's move on to the Panthers um, offense here yeah Cam Newton 34 30- 32 for 45, 335 yards, three touchdowns and interception. Can't ask for a better game from Cam. He's definitely been showing out this year. He's just got to get pull away with the W a little bit. Let's take a look. They're rushing. Uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey, eight receptions, um, eight rushes, 37 yards. Cam Newton using his feet as always, five, five rushes, uh, 42 yards. And uh, C.J. Anderson not getting much of the work here. Um, three three rushes for 31 yards. Um, definitely a big question mark in that backfield. Also, I definitely thought C.J. Anderson, since he I believe he's a much better back than Jonathan Stewart, would have got a lot of the work, especially towards um, when they get to the end zone. But, uh, again, Christian McCaffrey pulls away with a little bit more of the rushing work here. And then he... He did what Christian McCaffrey does in the receiving game. 14 receptions, 102 yards, definitely a reliable back to throw to. Um, you got Devin Funches, 7 receptions, 77 yards. Um, definitely, uh, you know, a wide receiver. People question all the time. They believe they, People believe he could be the number one. Some people don't. And he's just always found that middle where um, people just still can't figure out if, he's, if he is or not. Um, but you could tell that they want him to be that number one. But he just... Um, is that guy that's just a big question mark and no one knows. So um, you got uh, DJ Moore, one reception, 51 yards and a touchdown. Um, you got uh, Torrey Smith, three receptions, 33 yards and a touchdown, kind of getting involved in the long ball game as Torrey Smith does. Uh, DJ Moore had that um, takeoff run with that one reception. So hopefully they can use those guys in the receiving game a lot more. If they do, Panthers can be a big threat, especially in that division. Uh, Falcons definitely snuck away. Um with a better running game, um, again, Christian McCaffrey, even though he's a really good receiving back, you got to have, um, again, that downhill running type game um, to kind of change the pace because if you're third and four, you definitely want to rely um, on that. If, if you can rely on your running back in that situation, you know, 
that's definitely a good look. Um, but obviously a lot of teams throw in that situation. So again, if it's like second and three, um, you want that guy to get you the first down, get you a new set of duns and move on. So uh, again, not much going on in this game. Uh, both teams definitely look in the part um, that they should be. Uh, both are very talented, and um, that division is going to be very sneaky, especially with the addition of the Saints in there. And uh, Fitzmagic's doing his job um, over there. Who knows what the Bucks' outlook is going to be for the rest of the season, but that division um, is definitely a, competi- a competitive one. And we'll take a look at the Chargers and the Bills. I won't stay too much on this game. Bills haven't been doing the best job this whole year, and they look like they're going to be the worst team in the division uh, moving forward pretty much. Josh Allen making his debut, 18 completions on 33 attempts. Not a great game, just getting those jitters out of the way. Uh, 245 yards through the air, one touchdown, two interceptions. Um, with the talent that they have on the Bills, um, I didn't see him having much of a good game either. Take a look at their rushing. Uh, they can't get anything going on the ground either. LaShawn McCoy, nine rushes, 39 yards, um, especially with the situation he's in um he probably has a lot going on through his head a little bit um we got chris ivory uh reaching the end zone on two rushes seven yards and a touchdown so if mccoy ever misses time or he's not doing the best he can um ivory is definitely going to get a lot of the the work going there and then you got uh josh allen using his legs a little bit um eight rushes 32 yards um again he's he was getting stuffed that game also um, the Bills offensive line just needs to figure it out. That whole team needs to figure it out. Um, you got a good quarterback. Um, I believe Josh Allen could be serviceable. He's a work in progress, um, but they need to definitely protect him um, in the future um, if they have the opportunity to get someone. So uh, let's take a look at their receiving game here. Uh, LaShawn McCoy getting involved a little bit. Four receptions, 29 yards. Chris Ivory also had one reception for 30 yards. Um, you got Clay, their tight end, two receptions, 29 yards. Um, and then uh, Calvin Benjamin, two receptions, 19 yards, and a touchdown. Um, it, I, it's really tough to see here who's going to be the number one. You got Jones, two receptions, 63 yards. Um, but Calvin Benjamin, um, they traded for him to be their number one because Bills never really had a number one. Um, but uh, Zay Jones is definitely very serviceable um, if they need him to be used. He needs to take the next step. Kelvin Benjamin um, is very capable of being the guy, but he also has to take that next step. Um, so who knows? It's kind of tough to see who's the number one there. Take a look at the Chargers here since they snuck away with the victory. Um, again, 31-20. to 20. Uh, Phillip Rivers, 23 receptions. I mean, 23 completions on 27 attempts. 256 yards, three touchdowns. Pretty solid game by Phillip Rivers. Um, he's always going to look the part. Um, he's done it for a while now. He can dominate when he needs to, especially in this game going against a very weak defense. Um, he definitely um, got the job done. You got Austin Eckler, 11 rushes, 77 yards. It, it, this is kind of looks like the outlook, again, for that um, backfield a little bit. Eckler's um, either going to be rushing a lot more or receiving a lot more, and same goes for Melvin Gordon. If it's one, if it's not one, it's the other, and either or, um, but both guys can get the job done also. I do got Melvin Gordon, 9 rushes, uh, 28 yards, but he's the one that touched the end zone. Um, and then let's take a look. They're receiving here. You got um, Keenan Allen getting some of the work. Six receptions, 67 yards. Uh, pretty decent game by him. Um, we got uh, Melvin Gordon getting involved again, reaching the end zone twice um, through the air. Six receptions on 38 yards. Uh, Mike Williams. Um, not sure which Williams is what, especially on the stat sheet, but both Williams had uh, three receptions, 48 yards, and the other Williams had two receptions, 27 yards, and a touchdown. Um, anyway, again, not much going on on you know in this game. Bills aren't doing great. They look like they're going to be the bust um, of the league right now, especially with uh, the Browns looking much nicer. Um, that's that means there's there's more room for another team to do just as bad as them. 
uh, Chargers, there wasn't any excuse to come out with the victory here. They were way more talented on offense and way more talented on defense, especially with the absence of Joey Bosa. Um, so they got the job done there. Um, let's take a look at the game of the week, pretty much. Um, tie game here, Vikings-Packers, 29-29 uh, to 29 was the final. Very great game to watch. Couldn't take your eyes off the screen if you were watching. Uh, Aaron Rodgers playing um, on that bad knee, uh, 30 completions, 42 attempts, 281 yards and a touchdown. Um, he's just doing what he can out there, especially on that injured knee, which he said is probably going to get worse as it goes on. So he definitely did what he had to with what he's dealing with. Uh, Jamal Williams, 16 rushes, 59 yards. Um, with the addition of Aaron Jones coming back, um, expect that running game to be a lot more different there. Ty Montgomery, again, change of pace until Aaron Jones gets back. Uh, five rushes, 31 um, for 31 yards. And let's take a look at their receiving game here. Jimmy Graham finally showing out. Um, six receptions, 95 yards. Um, very nice game by him. Uh, Devontae Adams, eight receptions, 64 yards and a touchdown. Um, he definitely gets it done. He's their number one, no question. Uh, Geronimo Allison getting involved too. Um, he's definitely a you know a guy across um, Adams who can get it done, especially um, if, with Aaron Rodgers throwing. Um, you could see Geronimo Allison um, getting some work there. So again, people, whoever whoever's on fantasy and you're looking for a fill in at um, at wide receiver or your wide receiver situation isn't looking too great, Geronimo Allison is a great guy to use. So pick him up in your leagues. You got Randall Cobb, four receptions, thirty yards. Um, not the not the greatest game by him, but again, the only thing he had the week before um, was that throw. Um, by Aaron Rodgers through the middle of that little slant, and that kind of made his day there. Um, so expect Geronimo Allison and Devontae Adams to get kind of more of the work, and then Cobb will kind of change the pace. Um, you know, Ty Montgomery, one reception, nine yards, and then uh, Lance Kendricks, one reception, four yards. So not much going on there. Um, let's take a look at the Vikings here. You got Kirk Cousins showing he's worth every single penny that they paid him and guaranteed money. 35 completions on 48 attempts. Um, 425 yards, four touchdowns and interception. Um, they're rushing here um, with Dalvin Cook being out um, for week three. He only had 10 rushes and 38 yards. It looks like he's not fully 100% coming out um, with a knee injury, but I, le- I believe he's out from cramps this week, which is strange. But, you know, they do what you got to do to keep their more talented guy um Health, as healthy as possible, and um, again, Latavius Murray has shown he's more than capable of carrying the load if he needs to, uh, but in this game in particular, he only had four rushes, 19 yards. Expect a lot more work from him in week three. Um, let's take a look at the receiving here. Adam Thielen, um, he's just that guy. Uh, 12 receptions, 131 yards, and a touchdown. Stephon Diggs, nine receptions, 128 yards, and a touchdown. Um, two touchdowns, actually, so that just shows their receiving their receiving core there is just dominant, and they're one of the best in the league. Um, it's unfortunate that they came out with a tie. Definitely believe Minnesota should have taken this game. Uh, but, again, it was the week of the kickers. Uh, their kicker, I believe, Dan Colson is his name, Um they just cut him and they picked up Dan Bailey, but uh, if he got those kicks uh, through the uprights, they would have snuck out there with the victory, and they're definitely the more dominant team in that division, no question, especially with that defense. Um, Kyle Rudolph, seven receptions, 72 yards, coming off that game with one reception for seven on a, with a touchdown. Um, this guy can get more involved. You just got to be patient with him. Um, if he's available, they'll get on the ball. Dalvin Cook getting uh, involved in the passing game, three receptions, 52 yards, and uh, Ladarkus Treadwell. He's definitely not the best player on that team, but he found the end zone, uh, two receptions, 23 yards, um, and a touchdown. So, again, um, I'm definitely tired of these games ending in a tie, and it's happening more often than not. Um, I believe um, if they're already hitting each other to the extent that they're – 
you know, physically brawling at each other all day that someone's got to come out with the victory instead of a tie because they just ended up working for absolutely nothing. So I believe NFL should get rid of these ties, play them until they're done. Uh, you know, they just got to keep going until someone comes out with the victory. So moving on here, um, we got the Texans and the Titans. Titans pulling out with the victory 20-17 to um, with Blaine Gabbert throwing the ball. 13 completions on 20 attempts, 117 yards and a touchdown. Um, if, when you got a fill in that quarterback, again, you're not going to have the best stat line, but um, he got it done. Um, you got um, Kevin Byard. Um, Throwing that one complete one that that one completion on the one attempt, sixty six yards and a touchdown on that fake punt, um, very good play on their part. Um, we got Henry rushing eighteen for eighteen rushes for fifty six yards, uh, not much going on there at all. Hopefully he can break out later on. Uh, but you got uh, Deion Lewis fourteen rushes forty two yards. He was looking like the number one back the week before, um, but this week he kind of was on the same level as Derrick Henry. So hopefully they can figure it out in that backfield. Um, until Mariota gets back, you got Corey Davis, five receptions, 55 yards. That number one, that uh, that first round draft pick, he's got to get more involved. His only touchdown has been in the postseason against the Patriots, and that year he did play. Um, last year he didn't have much going on uh, during the season, so uh, you got uh, not much else going on. Um, you got Taylor, their wide receiver, reaching the end zone, three receptions, 32 yards. And then uh, Krukshank, one reception, uh, 66 yards, um, and a touchdown, which was that fake punt. So that definitely sn- that helped them come out with a victory there. Texans got to put it together a little bit. Let's take a look at them. Uh, 22 completions um, on 32 attempts, 310 yards, two touchdowns, um, and one interception. Deshaun Watson, um, he's not looking like the Deshaun Watson we saw last year for those six games he played. Um, he's definitely got to show out a lot more. Again, he's coming off the ACL injury. Um, again, he's looking like he's 100% out there, but he's definitely not playing like it. So Lamar Miller, 14 rushes, 68 yards. Very Lamar Miller type game. Um, again, um, you're, you're going to get what you want from him, but um, he's not going to put up um, magnificent numbers by any means. Deshaun Watson using his, leg, using his legs a little bit. Five, five rushes, uh, 44 yards, and Alfred Blue change of pace back. Um, seven rushes, 36 yards. You got Will Fuller, um, who is always going to be the number one for Deshaun Watson as long as he's at the helm there and he's their future. Um, expect Will Fuller to be more of that number one. And DeAndre Hopkins is always going to show out regardless, um, but Will Fuller is going to get more of the uh, the work going there. So eight receptions, 113 yards, and a touchdown for Fuller. And Hopkins, six receptions, 110 yards, and a touchdown. It feels like their stat lines are always going to match up a bit. So if you're ever in fantasy wondering which receiver is going to do much better, DeAndre Hopkins is definitely the safer pick but Will Fuller is going to get the work done also you got Ellison three receptions 45 yards he's always going to be involved also I know um, Deshaun Watson is looking for him sometimes um, that's about it that's about it going on there uh, Deshaun Watson's just got to pull out with the victory there and um, especially going up against that against Blaine Gabbert um, he's definitely got to show that he's the better quarterback which he is so moving on here you got the Browns and the Saints another tell the tell the kickers in Gonzalez um, misses two extra points and two field goals um, loses the job there in Cleveland um, and that pretty much showed that that's why they weren't able to come out with the win there like they should have but we'll start with the Saints um, since they won 21 to 18 Drew Brees 28 for 35 243 yards through the air two touchdowns no interceptions Drew Brees getting it done as always they could have done a lot better definitely um, but as soon as Mark Ingram comes back their running game is going to change drastically and they're going to rely on Drew Brees much less um, until he gets back from that four-game suspension um 
Mike Gillisley, eight rushes for 18 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, Alvin Kamara, 14, uh, 13 rushes, 46 yards. He definitely gets a lot more work through the air. Um, so, again, with Mark Ingram, that kind of ground-to-pound kind of uh, running back who can also receive is going to change it up a little bit. Um, you got Michael Thomas, 12 receptions, 89 yards, and, a, and two touchdowns. There's no question he's the number one over there. Um, he secured that spot there for good, and he's getting a lot of targets um, along with the receptions. He's catching them also. So that just goes to show you if uh, Drew Brees is looking for him, he's mo- more than likely going to come down with it too. You got Ted Ginn spreading the field a little bit, four receptions, 55 yards. Uh, Kamara again more done through the air than he does on the ground, six receptions, 53 yards. Ben Watson, three three receptions, 19 yards. Um, their tight end situation over there is not looking so great, but again, if they can get the work done with Kamara and Thomas, um, their tight end isn't much of a, um, a worrisome there. So uh, we'll move on to the Browns here, um, who could have easily come out with the win, but again, um, the tail of the kickers um, resulted in their loss. So you got Ty- Tyrod Taylor. Uh, 22 completions um, on 30 attempts, 246 yards, a touchdown and interception. Um, definitely could have done a lot better, especially with you know his experience and what he can, what he can do with his feet. Um, he definitely has got to you know move that offense a bit more. Um, it did, he definitely did what he could, uh, no question. Um, but again, the Browns, if they want to get it done on offense, they got to show that they can on offense also, and uh, they're and they can't rely on their kicker as much. But in key situations, um, in this game where the kicker is reliant on the win, um, you can't really blame much of the offense here. But let's take a look at the rushing here again. Uh, Hugh Jackson using um, his veteran guys the most. Carlos Hyde, 16 rushes, 43 yards, and a touchdown. Um, so if there's anyone on that offense, you got to look out for. Um, in the backfield is Carlos Hyde. Um, they definitely got to use Duke Johnson and Nick Chubb a little bit more. They kind of use them just for a break for Carlos Hyde for the most part, but I believe those guys in the passing game can change it up a little bit. Um, let's take a look at the receiving here. Uh, Jarvis Landry, five receptions, 69 yards. Um, Higgins, five receptions, 47 yards. David Njoku, four receptions, 20 yards. Antonio Callaway, three receptions, 81 yards, and a touchdown. He found him deep. Um, into the end zone. I feel like Antonio Callaway, if he's in there a lot more, especially if Baker ever comes by midseason, um, he's going to be a threat to look out for. So people in fantasy um, looking for a bench spot for a wide receiver and they want to put someone in during their bye weeks, um, Antonio Callaway is definitely going to be the guy, especially if Baker uh, comes in later on. So we'll move on from this game again. Uh, Browns are finding a new kicker and they're going to keep moving forward. Um, seems like Hugh Jackson's not taking anything um, into consideration um, at all. They're not make. They want to win some games, and they don't want to be held back by anyone. They just got rid of Josh Gordon, who was sent to the Patriots this week. Um, so again, um, even Josh Gordon, as talented as he is, whatever goes on off the field um, isn't going to cut it for them. And they just want to win games and not have a problematic locker room. Um, so anyway, Dolphins, Jets, uh, Dolphins sneaking out with the victory, twenty. To- uh, to 12. Uh, Darnold not having the best game, but again, he's a rookie. He's going to show promise later on. Um, they're relying on him throwing a lot, so his his interceptions are going to come um, anyway. So 25 for 41, 334 yards through the air, one touchdown, two interceptions. Um, Isaiah Crowell, uh, 12 rushes, 35 yards. Um, again, another backfield that can't get going that much. Uh, Bilal Powell, five rushes, six yards. Um, the receiving game here, Anunwa, Quincy Anunwa showing that He's going to be the number one on that offense. Uh, three receptions, 92 yards. Um, Bilal Powell, five receptions, 74 yards, and a touchdown. He's being more of the receiving back there. Uh, Terrell Pryor, four receptions, 84 yards. 
he's definitely a big guy that they got to use more um, on the Jets. So uh, uh, you got Robbie Anderson, three receptions, 27 yards. Um, he was looking like the number one last year, but whoever Darnold is more comfortable with, they're going to use, which looks like Quincy Nunwa is that guy. He can get open and uh, make some space and get them some points. But unfortunately, they lost this game. So we'll t- take a look at the, uh, the Dolphins' offense here. They move on to 2-0. and Not a lot of people expected that to happen. Um, but uh, Ryan Tannehill, 17 for 23. Didn't throw a lot here. 168 yards, two touchdowns. Still got the job done. He's more than a serviceable serviceable quarterback. Um, if they need him in those key situations, they'll use him. I, they'll, hopefully, they'll throw with him a lot more later on. He's definitely got a strong arm that they could use. But anyway, let's take a look at their rushing here. 11 rushes, 53 yards, and a touchdown for Kenyon Drake. He's looking pretty great. He's looking the part. Um, yeah, Frank Gore, um, if they need him, they'll use him. Nine rushes, 25 yards. Uh, Ryan Tannehill using his feet a little bit. Eight rushes, 44 yards. Um, Russell Wilson, uh Russell Wilson, excuse me, Albert Wilson, two rushes, um, eight yards. Um, they're kind of running those end-around type plays. Um, and then you, let's take a look at the receiving here. Again, not much going on there. But if Ryan, Ryan Tannehill needs to use his his targets a bit more, it'll be more coming out of the backfield. Um, Danny Mandola, four receptions, 32 yards, looking like a trend for him. So stay away from him in fantasy, of course. Uh, Canyon Drake, four receptions, 17 yards. Albert Wilson, three receptions, 37 yards. And he also finds the end zone. Um, Kenny Stills, two receptions, 17 yards. Not much of an explosive game going on there. But again, he's more of that deep ball type back. So anyway, Dolphins sneaking away with the victory here. Moving on. Next off, we have Chiefs, Steelers, um, another high-scoring game. Chiefs taking the win, 42-37, to another Patrick Mahomes show. But we'll start off with uh, the troubled Steelers team here, but we'll start off with their offensive stat line. Uh, ben Roethlisberger throwing a hell of a lot of passes, 39 uh, for 60, 452 through the air, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, looks like he's trying to find his footing a little bit. Um, again, Ben's much better at home. Everybody knows that, so... Um, all throughout the year, uh, keep an eye on him. He's always been rough um, outside of Heinz Field. So uh, let's take a look at their rushing here. Um, James Conner, very quiet night um, rushing. But again, since they're asking Ben Roethlisberger to throw more through the air, I guess they're trying to match with uh, that Chiefs offense. They throw a lot. So uh, naturally, the Steelers are going to want to throw a lot also. So he only had eight rushes, 17 yards, and a touchdown. So he did have a little bit of success there in the red zone. Um, but he mostly did most of his work through the air we'll take a look at their receiving um jesse james five receptions 138 yards and a touchdown um he definitely he's definitely a weird tight end to match up he's kind of um very tough to understand how he's gonna perform week in and week out um but he got the job done there so uh juju smith getting a lot of the work um 13 receptions 121 yards and a touchdown look for this to be an ongoing trend for the rest of the year Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown, nine receptions, 67 yards. Um, he didn't look too happy on the sidelines, from what I saw. There's lots of clips of him um, arguing with his offensive coordinator, and um, I guess it seems as though that he's not getting the amount of work he wants. But again, nine receptions and and more targets. Definitely does seem like he's very involved in that offense. Um, James Conner, five receptions, 48 yards, with a nice one-handed catch. Um, and that's pretty much it for that, um, for their offensive stat line here. They look, their defense is in shambles for the Steelers. Um, they're really missing Shazier over there. He definitely was the game manager, and without him, and 
they just can't find the correct footing. So again, like I said last week, T.J. Watt's going to have to lead that defense and be a leader. Um, he is young, but um, he's the most talented um, out of all of them. I'll move on to the Chiefs stat line here. Patrick Mahomes showing out with a grand total of six touchdowns, 23 completions, 28 uh, on 28 attempts. 326 yards through the air. Um, he's spreading the ball a lot, um, which goes to show you that he's not. He's, there's not really a secure number one target over there um, in uh, Kansas City. Um, but that's what good quarterbacks do. They spread the ball, and um, that and that's what kind of throws off the other team. Is if you're going to spread it out to a receiver that they're not really doubling down on or keeping them as a priority, um, then that's how they always sneak away with these victories. So um, look for the Chiefs to have a great year. Um, you know how. Uh, Andy Reid could be by midseason, towards the end of the season. He doesn't always stay consistent, so uh, keep an eye out for Kareem Hunt. He may turn it up later on because um, last year they, they turned him down later on in the season, so um, who knows what kind of switches they'll make. Hopefully they stay consistent. Um, Holmes is um, a big piece for them, and um, they've been waiting to unleash him for a year now after the after getting rid of Alex Smith, and uh, it's officially game time for him. So um, we'll take a look. They're rushing here. Uh, Kareem Hunt getting the work, but... Um, having trouble finding the end zone 18 rushes 75 yards um again um, not much success success for him in the end zone if they're asking Mahomes to throw a lot expect his productivity to go down a bit um but hopefully Kareem Hunt can uh find the end zone one of these days he's a talented running back and a very viable target um but if not um just keep an eye out for him in the receiving game and in PPR leagues he should get the job done um in standard leagues uh just keep an eye out just stream other um running backs in the meantime just to make sure um that if there's anyone else in the waiver wire to pick up that has having much more success both through the air and on the ground for example james connor um, he should be owned in a bunch of leagues by now um but uh again just keep an eye out uh let's take a look here at their receiving stats uh travis kelsey finally showing out he kind of missed out on uh uh he th- i think he did pretty well last last week too um you know no uh week one he didn't do as well so yeah it's a good thing that this week that uh Patrick Mahomes is finding that connection with his tight end again tight ends are as much as as if not more important than the receivers um they're just as important because they definitely help the quarterback a lot especially for quarterbacks um that are rookies Mahomes is not a rookie um but he's a first year starter so uh that's good seven receptions 109 yards two touchdowns Sammy Watkins six receptions 100 yards um they're paying him the big bucks so um if you guys have him in fantasy make sure you keep an eye out for him mostly because if Patrick Patrick Mahomes is going to be looking for him and um Chiefs knowing that they paid him a bunch of money to be that weapon um he'll be looking to get a lot more looks uh, Tyreek Hill doing some work, five receptions, 90 yards, and a touchdown. Um, again, Tyreek Hill is just—it's just a stud speedster. Um, they got Conley, Conley um, into the mix on offense. Uh, two receptions, 17 yards, and a touchdown. Again, he's, uh, Mahomes is spreading the ball a lot, so no one was really, really expecting that touchdown to happen. They got Kareem Hunt uh, finding the end zone through the air, uh, one with only one reception for five yards. Uh, to get into the end zone, and they uh, involve Robinson too. One reception, three yards, and a touchdown. Again, that was the whole gameplay. That was the whole outlook of the game was that Mahomes was able to spread out the ball and get everyone involved. And if we can get everyone involved, um, the whole team is excited, and all of them want to play for him. And that that team is in the best situation, I believe, at, at a team in the NFL. So uh, we'll move on here. 
And we got Eagles, Buccaneers. Uh, Bucks showing out again with Ryan Fitzmagic. Uh, they take the win 27 21. We'll look at the Bucks stat line here. Fitzpatrick, 27 for 33, 400 yards, um, four, and a four touchdowns and an interception. Can't ask for a better game from him. Um, the real question here is if they're going to start him as soon as Jameis comes back. Um, to me, I believe they got to ride this out until the wheels fall off. In my opinion, um, they're in the best position to win when Fitzpatrick's there, but um, I feel like his real test is going to be Monday night on primetime against the Steelers. Steelers are coming out angry. Um, again, like I said before, their defense isn't playing as great as people thought they would be playing. Um, so either Ryan Fitzpatrick can take advantage of this or the Steelers can come out and show that he's not going to throw 400 yards on us like he did the past two weeks. Um, so let's take a look. They're rushing here. Peyton Barber, 16 rushes, uh, 22 yards. Um, Jaquiz, Roger, Jaquiz, Jaquiz Rogers, five rushes for 13 yards. They can't get anything going on the ground. Ronald Jones isn't even dressing for the game, so that just goes to show you that he's not even able to compete um, with the other two running backs, and Peyton Barber's their best option. But um, even Peyton Barber isn't even their best option out of all the talent that they have. So they're going to rely on Fitzpatrick to throw a lot more. And again, um, not much not much success comes out of teams uh, that um, throw um, 100 percent of the, like 90 percent of the time basically, and um, can't run because the running game running game definitely changes the pace of the game. Uh, if you got two running backs back there, they're like a passing threat and a downhill threat, like a lot of teams are doing nowadays. Um, that definitely helps out a lot, and it definitely helps um, relieve the quarterback um, of, th- of throwing bad throws or turning over the ball. So. Again, uh, they're definitely looking for Fitzpatrick to throw a lot against the Steelers. Um, Let's take a look receiving here. Deshaun Jackson showing that he's more than capable um, of being that number two target um, opposite of Mike Evans. Four receptions, 129 yards, and a touchdown. A deep ball threat. Um, Pretty insane, this guy. Um, I believe the first play was a 75-yard throw to him, and um, nobody ever saw that coming, especially against the uh, Super Bowl champs. Uh, Mike Evans, 10 receptions, 83 yards, and a touchdown. Another, this is another example of the quarterback spreading out the ball a lot. When you spread out the ball, everyone's going to want to play. Everyone's having a great time, and um, and then all around the team's going to perform regardless of the talent that you have, and that just goes to show you here why the Bucks are the unlikely 2-0 team that people were not expecting. So uh, you got Chris Godwin, five receptions, 56 yards, and a touchdown, um, showing he can work well in the slot if uh, – and then uh, you got uh, O.J. Howard, three receptions, 96 yards, and a touchdown. Looks like he's coming in as his own. Um, last year they kind of laid off on him a bit. I'm not sure if that was because uh, you had Jameis Winston at the helm, um, but Ryan Fitzpatrick is definitely showing that if they spread the ball out a lot more, uh, O.J. Howard was a first-round pick, so he's definitely showing that he deserves to be a first-round pick. Um, and then Jaquiz Rogers getting involved in the receiving game, uh, three receptions, 23 yards, and just and uh, Adam Humphreys one reception, eight yards. Um, so again, like I said, um, when you have teams that get spread out the ball, get everyone involved, um, that just goes to show that they're more more than likely going to be the winners of that game. Um, we'll take a look at the Eagles stat line here. You got Foles, uh, 35 completions, um, 48 attempts, 334 yards, and a touchdown. Um, again, I guess Foles is kind of coming down from his um, his high that he had last year being the Super Bowl MVP and filling in for an MVP uh, candidate in Carson Wentz, um, who should be back, I believe, for week three. Um, so we'll take a look at their running game here. Uh, Wendell Smallwood, seven, seven rushes, 28 yards. Um, JHI, seven, seven rushes, 23 yards, and a touchdown. I believe he'll be out for week three. So um, expect Clement to take a lot of the work here. Six rushes, 30 yards, and a touchdown for him. 
uh, very evenly matched for our, the, for that backfield. But again, not much going on there either. Um, we'll take a look at the receiving game here. Um, 11 receptions, 94 yards for Zach Ertz. Expect there to be a lot more, especially when Wentz comes back to play. Um, Nelson Aguilar, 8 receptions, 88 yards, and a touchdown. He's looking to be more of that number one um, with the absence of Alshon Jeffrey. So him and Ertz are definitely going to get the bulk of the work um, until Jeffrey gets back. Um, and then, like I said before, Clement's going to get involved in the passing game. 5 receptions, 55 yards. Um Mike Wallace, I believe, is injured, so he did not take part in this game. Um, then you have uh, Aiken, uh, five receptions, 39 yards, and um, again, not much else going on in that receiving course. So there's really only three targets they're looking for, especially with the absence of Sproles for that game. Um, and I believe Ajay is, like like I said, going to be out next week. So Clement should get a lot of the work. Smallwood should get a decent amount of work like he did this game. And, uh, you know, uh, Eagles just got to pick it up on defense. Um they're one of the best last year. Like I said, Super Bowl champs. You can't win a Super Bowl without being one of the best defenses. Um, so they just got to pick it up. They got the talent. They picked up some new talent over the offseason. Um, they definitely got to show out and show that, you know, we're still in the conversation to be in the Super Bowl, especially this year. But, again, Buccaneers are just showing that they're the more than unlikely teams that um, we didn't know were going to be 2-0 uh, by the time they reach week three. So, anyway, moving on, Colts. Redskins not going to stay too much on this game. Both teams have a lot of their struggles, uh, but we'll start with the Redskins here, who had a pretty high start to the season against the Arizona Cardinals. But again, that's not saying much. The Cardinals um, seem not to be the best team in the league right now, uh, more on the bottom half. Um, Alex Smith, uh, 33 for 46, 292 yards through the air, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, Adrian Peterson, 11 rushes, 20 yards, very quiet week for him. Um, again, Adrian Peterson just always goes to show, especially at this point in his career, um, that depending on the either it's I don't know if it's game script because um, 11 rushes seems like you know again he's the number one guy over there in Washington um, but if he comes off like a hundred yard game and um, he gets a game like this it's more than likely he's going to have another uphill type game it's always up and down up and down so fantasy owners beware um, make sure you have a viable option um, and uh, he's very matchup dependent I believe but uh, i I definitely thought um, against the weak Colts defense he would have showed out here, but I guess not. Um, but the Redskins are also a question mark in that division and in the league in general. Um, Chris Thompson again more in the passing, more involved in the passing game than running. He only rushed for a yard on rushed for a yard on four attempts. Uh, Rob Kelly not getting much of the looks here. He looks like he looks to be washed. He doesn't look like he'll be used as much, especially getting replaced by Adrian Peterson, who was basically out of the league a year ago. Uh, not officially retiring, but uh, streaming some options to play. And that just goes to show you that uh, Rob Kelly can't really keep up here. Let's take a look at the receiving here. Uh, Chris Thompson, um, again, a lot of the work he's put in in the receiving game definitely helps Alex Smith a lot. He likes to throw to his running backs, um, hence why Kareem Hunt has such, has such successful um, first half to last season in Kansas City. Uh, 13 receptions, 92 yards. Uh, Paul Richardson, Four receptions, 63 yards, not a bad game by him either. Uh, Jordan Reed, six receptions, 55 yards, a decent game by him. By him. Could have done better if they can get going through the air. And in the red zone, Josh Doxson, four, four receptions, 37 yards. Adrian Peterson getting involved in the passing game a little bit. Not sure why they do that with him. I guess kind of just to show the, the other team that he's not just a downhill running back and he can still catch the ball a little bit. Uh, but again, Chris Thompson's going to get the bulk of that receiving work. And uh, Jameson Crowder, two receptions, eight yards. Very quiet night for him. We'll move on to the Colts. Um, 
I will actually, I believe the Redskins defense, um, Darius Leonard had a very nice game, but again, it didn't show on the scoreboard. It doesn't show, um, that, uh, no matter how good you are in the game, if you can't put up the points, offense or defense, it's just not going to be a good night for you. Um, Andrew Luck um, had uh, 21 completions, 31 attempts, 179 yards, uh, two touchdowns, two interceptions. He's still kind of rusty, and you could tell definitely. Um, so uh, rushing, you got Wilkins, 10, 10 rushes, 61 yards. Uh, Marlon Mack, 10 rushes, 34 yards. Um, they're kind of splitting the, the back work over there. I guess no one's really becoming the number one. Um, to me, I was a Mack believer last year. He was really good in the receiving game without Andrew Luck, so I expected this year he would have done much better. Um, but hopefully he can get involved a lot more than he is right now. Um, let's take a look at the receiving game. T.Y. Hilton, seven receptions, 83 yards, and a touchdown. Um, he's returning to be that number one option for uh, Andrew Luck like he was a couple years back. Um, he, especially in fantasy, T.Y. Hilton has been struggling. Um, so... Luckily, with Andrew Luck back, he's always going to get those looks. Um, so, And then you got Grant, two receptions, 30 yards. Eric Ebron, three receptions, 26 yards, and a touchdown. And Jack Doyle, two receptions, and 20 yards. I believe he's injured. He will be out next week. So definitely um, consider Eric Ebron a, a streaming option in fantasy. Um, pick him up in the waiver wire if you can. If you are if you don't look great at the tight end position, he's definitely a good option, especially with uh, Aaron uh, uh, Andrew Luck throwing to him. I mean, moving forward, not the best game here, but again, Colts get it done um, with Andrew Luck throwing, um, and especially with not, with not his best game, that just goes to show you that neither team had the best uh, game on offense or defense, so moving forward. Uh, Cardinals-Rams, um, again, not going to spend too much time here. Cardinals have not put up a, did not put up a point that game, and they haven't put more up, more points up than six in the past two weeks. Uh, pretty bad. Um, we got the Rams. Uh, Jared Groff, 24 for 32, uh, 354 yards, a touchdown, interception. Um, again, if you're going to be winning that much, by that much, uh, by the end of the game, he's not going to be able to throw as much. So don't worry about his stat line here, especially if you have him in fantasy. Um, keep him involved. He will have more opportunities to throw, especially with more competitive games. So um, you got Todd Gurley, uh, 19 rushes, uh, 42 yards, three touchdowns. Um, that's just that's just as Todd Gurley. He's insane. And um, they had Brown, uh, the backup to Todd Gurley, 12 rushes, 46 yards again. Towards the end of the game, they took out their starters. So um, we have Brandon Cook, seven receptions, 159 yards. Again, when you pay your wide receiver the big bucks, got to get him the ball, and that's exactly what he did. Um, Robert Woods, six receptions, 81 yards. Um, he's definitely a viable option in fantasy. Also, he definitely seems to be Jared Goff's safety blanket, especially last year. They threw to him a lot in key situations. Uh, you got Cooper Cup getting involved, six receptions, 63 yards. He's a red zone threat or headed to, or in between um, the 20s and like the 30-yard lines. He can get them close to the 10-yard line. And then, um, again, they use Todd Gurley towards um, from the 10 all the way to the 5 and um and so on and so forth um and then cardinals just can't get it going on offense at all um they just got to start putting rosen in there um no excuses there they got to start using david johnson a lot more if they can't get anything going through the air um sam bradford just looks like he's struggling to get any yards through the air or throwing towards the middle or deep balling it he just can't figure that out so uh we'll move on here we got lions 49ers 49ers taking the victory 30 to 27 
in my opinion. It felt like the Lions would have came back from their embarrassment um, that they had to suffer through when losing to the Jets. Um, but we'll take a look at Garoppolo. 18 for 26, 206 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Alfred Morris, 14 rushes, 48 yards. Matt Breida, 11 rushes, 138 yards and a touchdown. This is exactly what people last year um, were talking about when they were mentioning uh, Matt Breida being the next guy up. But with uh, with the addition of Jarek McKinnon, um, they thought um, they wouldn't trust him as much in that offense. But with uh, Jarek McKinnon out, Matt Breida is definitely showing that he's more than capable of being the lead guy when he needs to. Uh, you got Pierre Garçon, four receptions, 57 yards. He's not looking great at all, especially the past two weeks. Um, he's an older guy. He's been around, but uh, he... They brought him in to be that big target for Jimmy Garoppolo. And with him returning, he definitely doesn't look like to be much more um, a receiving threat to anyone. Matt Breida getting involved in the receiving game. Three receptions, 21 yards. Same thing with Alfred Morris. Two receptions, 32 yards. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk, uh three receptions, 13 yards. Uh, Greg's, uh, no, you got Selleck, uh, two receptions. 22 yards um george kittle two receptions 22 yards people were very high on george kittle hopefully he'll bounce back um for week three um and we'll take a look at the lions stat line here you got stafford 34 completions 53 attempts 347 yards three touchdowns not much more you could ask from matt stafford especially uh coming off a four interception game in week one um that's exactly the type of game he needed to come back on so carry on johnson eight, eight rushes 43 yards the garrett blunt um, eight rushes, 38 yards. Hopefully one of them can come out on top as their first 100-yard rusher that they have not had in the past four years. Uh, Golden Tate, seven receptions, 109 yards. He's obviously their number one. And Kenny Galladay emerging as their fringe wide receiver one. Six receptions, 89 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Dio Ritter getting involved in the passing game. They're passing down back. Nine receptions, 47 yards. Um Marvin Jones, four receptions, 54 yards, and that touchdown. He finds the end zone, but Galladay, of course, is getting a lot more of the yardage and uh, the more targets. Um, anyway, we can move on from this game. Again, um, Matt Patricia's just not looking to show as being um, their head coach at all. I didn't see him as best fit over there, and especially when he was in talks as being the Giants head coach, I didn't see him belonging there either. He's a defensive mind. Um, Jim Bob Cooter helped a lot there, um, but... Uh, He's, I don't believe him being at the helm is going to help them a lot. Hopefully they can bounce back. They have the talent um, to excel on offense. Um, they're not going to be the best team in that division by any means, but I feel like against the 49ers, um, who don't even have their key players on defense, um, yeah, I, I guess uh, it was pretty much the Matt Breida show for this game. Um, 49ers had the best running game, and if Lions can get a running game going, which, again, they haven't done in the past four years, maybe they can sneak out with the victories. Again, three-point loss for them here. Um, but let's move on to the Broncos. Raiders, Broncos taking this game 20-19, to just making it um, out with the W. We'll look at Case Keenum here, 19 for 35, 222 yards, Um no touchdowns and an interception. He's not looking too great, um, but again, their defense is kind of uh, overshadowing his performances because, again, they move on to 2-0, and so it kind of seems like he's a viable option there. He kind of seems like he's their guy, but um, to me, he's not their guy, and um, 
I don't know. Hopefully Case Keenum can stand by his own here. He had a great year last year um, with the Vikings. So hopefully um, he has just as good of weapons that he had in uh, Minnesota. Definitely not to the extent, but um, again, Emmanuel Sanders and uh, Demarius Thomas, those are very um, good weapons to have, um, especially coming out from a team that was just barely making barely just very close to making the Super Bowl um to a team that um needs quarterback help. So we'll move on to the rushing here. Um if there's any weapons that Case Keenum can rely on, it's definitely his running game. Uh Philip Lindsay, the undrafted um Colorado uh Colorado kid coming out uh with fourteen rushes, hundred and seven yards. Pretty good game on his part and Royce Freeman who who did reach the end zone, but he's not living up to the potential people think, especially in fantasy. Um uh, eight rushes, 28 yards. Um, let's take a look at the receiving game here. Demarius Thomas, five receptions, 18 yards. But Emmanuel Sanders is looking to be the number one guy for Case Keenum. Four receptions, 96 yards. Um, and that's about it going on there. They couldn't get anything through the air. But still sticking out with the victory because their defense is just really good. Their front line with, with the addition of Bradley Chubb in the draft and... Uh, Von Miller always showing that he's one of the best in the games, um, one of the best in the game um, at defensive ends. So we'll move on to the Raiders offense here. You got Derek Carr going 29 for 32, 288 yards and a touchdown. Marshawn Lynch, 18 rushes, 65 yards and a touchdown. Um, that seems to be an ongoing trend for Marshawn Lynch having all those touches, um, but coming out with just 50 to 70 yards, but still reaching the end zone. Um, so that's good on their part on the ground. Uh, receiving here, you got Amari Cooper um, catching 10 receptions, 116 yards, and 10 targets. He caught every single ball for a guy known who drops, a guy who's known for dropping a lot of passes. Um, we definitely did well here. Unfortunately, they couldn't come out with the victory. Um, it only seems as though he does pretty well, especially when they lose. For some reason, hopefully that trend changes. He's a talented wide receiver, um, and obviously their number one option, especially with, with who else they have on offense. Um, so hopefully he can keep this up in the future. Jared Cook, four receptions, 49 yards. Jared Cook has a long history of doing very like very well in games, and then the next week having kind of a dud dud game. Um, and this is a perfect example here. Yeah, Martavis Bryant, four receptions, 30 yards. Um, he's still trying to fit into that offense. Seth Roberts, three receptions, 43 yards, and a touchdown. He's a reliable target for the for uh, Derek Carr ever since he came into the league. Um, so expect him to get more work. Uh, by no means is he reaching any top rankings as a tight end. He's kind of just a reliable option. Um, no, not a tight end, a wide receiver, excuse me. Um, uh, Jordy Nelson, two receptions, 30 yards. Not much going on by him. Um, and that's about it for their offense. Uh, we'll move on here again. Raiders not doing well on defense and definitely the Broncos were able to sneak out with the victory because of their high impact on their defense. Um, Raiders, um, I believe what, from what I read before, Khalil Mack and his stats alone have done better than the Raiders defense as a whole. Um, no young guys on that team. I believe every, their majority of their team is 30 years old, especially on the defense. So, Hopefully they could uh, find some young guys in the future that can help them out, bring some athleticism into the game, and show that they can help out a lot. Again, under John Gruden, um, he's not looking too well, um, especially with uh, the football IQ that he has. Um, he's been out of the game for a while. Not sure if that's the issue. 
or the talent on that team, but we'll see moving forward. You got Patriots, Jaguars, Jaguars coming out with the victory. Um, I thought the Patriots were going to win this game. Uh, Tom Brady showed last week that no, no matter how many weapons he has or how many people um, he knows well enough and he could trust well enough that he could throw to, but uh, this wasn't the case. So look at Blake Bortles' game here. He had a great game, 29, 29 completions, um, 45 attempts, uh, 377 yards through the air, four touchdowns and an interception. Um, you got T.J. Yeldon filling in for Leonard Fournette, 10 rushes, 58 yards. And uh, Blake Bortles using his feet a little bit, six rushes for 35 yards. Um, let's take a look at the receiving game here. Uh, Keelan Cole, seven receptions, 116 yards, and a touchdown. He was somebody in the offseason people were looking out for, um, and he also made one of the best catches of the year so far and maybe even the whole year. But looking forward, um, that one-handed catch towards the sideline. Um, you got Grant, their running back, who's a speedster, six receptions, 56 yards. D.D. Westbrook, four receptions, 83 yards, reaching the end zone. Dante Moncrief reaching the end zone like he normally does, especially uh, when he was um, in Indianapolis. He was always able to reach the end zone with that kind of stat, stat line and targets. Uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins, three receptions, 23 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Blake Bortles did a good job of spreading the ball here, especially against a very high-caliber uh, team such as the Patriots. Maybe not on defense, um, but their offense weren't able to keep up in this one. Look at Tom Brady's stat line here. 24 completions, 84, uh, 35 attempts, 234 yards through the air, and two touchdowns. Not a bad game by him. Um, just can't get the running game going, but the running game in uh, uh, in New England um, has never been um, efficient. Um, so you got Sonny Michelle, 10 rushes, 34 yards. Rex Burkhead, six receptions, six rushes uh, for 22 yards. And James White, four, recept- four rushes, 11 yards. In the receiving game, uh, James White, seven receptions, 73 yards. Again, he's more of the passing down back. And um, if they can't get anything going through the air, they're going to rely on um, one of those guys to get the job done in the backfield. So you got Philip Dorsett, uh, five receptions, 44 yards. Chris Hogan, three receptions, 42 yards, two touchdowns. He's more of the reliable type guy that Tom Brady can trust. Um, last week he was pretty quiet, so this week he definitely showed that. Um, when in doubt, um, Chris Hogan can uh, be the guy for them. Cordell Patterson, three receptions, 18 yards. Um, so pretty much it was a Chris Hogan-type offense. Um, not much going on on the ground and through the air neither. So uh, Jaguars taking the victory easily. And again, their defense outshines, um, paid the Patriots defense by a lot. So uh, we'll move on here. Giants-Cowboys, an abysmal game. I could not believe um, the Giants offensive line is just awful. They can't get anything going. You're going to notice this trend start to rise a little bit. They're going to rely on Saquon Barkley, kind of be in that David Johnson type role like I explained last week. If they can't get anything going through the air, um, they're going to go straight to the guy in the backfield who's athletic enough to gain them, get them a four-yard gain because that's the most they can get from that offensive line that they have. But look at the Cowboys stat line here. They opened up quick and showed that they were trying to come out with this victory by throwing to Tavon Austin um, on a long shot throw that the defense could not cover for some reason. Um, He's a speedster guy, and um, if he goes deep, um, you could tell that that's the guy they're going to look for. Um, Dak Prescott, 16 completions on 25 attempts, and that just goes to show you how bad the Giants' defense is with a guy who is reliant on throwing the ball, a guy that um, they trust, especially from last year, to throw the ball, winning the game only on 16 completions. 160 yards and a touchdown. Um, Zeke Elliott, 17 rushes, 78 yards and a touchdown. He was pretty quiet until the second half. Um, so they contained him pretty well um, with their front line, especially with the loss of Olivier Vernon, 
who won't be back maybe until next week or the week after. Uh, Tavon Austin, two receptions, 79 yards, and a touchdown. The bulk of that came from that one play um, on their opening drive. Um, Cole Beasley, two receptions, 13 yards. Zeke Elliott, five receptions, nine yards. Um, Alan Hearns, one reception, nine yards. Michael Gallup, one reception, five yards. Um, again, um, it, this literally is not the best stat line in the world, um, especially for any offense. And, again, Giants just couldn't get it done um, offensively. And they got more, way more talent than this um, offense here. And um, they, the Giants easily could have been able to come out one and one, and look forward to Week Three against the Texans, uh, but they could not. So we'll take a look at their stat line here. Um, Eli Manning, 33 for 44, 279 yards and a touchdown. Again, with the amount of talent that they have, um, more touchdowns should be um, coming his way, but I guess not. So you got Barkley, 11 rushes, 28 yards. Not much going on there. He, um, again, Eli Manning had to rely on him in the backfield. Um, to catch out the backfield and try to earn them a couple yards. Uh, again, Saquon leading the team in receptions, 14 receptions, 80 yards. And um, again, um, this may look like a really good game on Barkley's part, but that just goes to show you that with no protection, um, Eli Manning is just going to dump it off to him and hope for the best. And Saquon Barkley is athletic enough to get those 80 yards. So um, he's definitely very talented, but um, who knows what our outlook is going to be at quarterback um evan ingram seven receptions 67 yards and a touchdown and reliable target from eli manning who was his basically only target last year with the uh the loss of obj and uh, sterling Shepard and brandon marshall last year so we know what he's about so hopefully he can keep it up odell four receptions 51 yards um couldn't get on the ball that well. Uh, Cody Latimer, two receptions, 41 yards. Sterling Shepard, three receptions, 24 yards for a primetime game. Definitely tough to watch, um, I believe. Um, if this game was more of a 1 o'clock game, the Giants would have been overlooked and just, you know, it would have been seen as just a normal loss. But the fact that they're on primetime in division game, um, a lot of Giants fans were getting pretty angry. And um, by any means, it shouldn't it shouldn't be an upside for the Cowboys either. Um, they should, if anything, if you're going to perform against a team that can't be protected under any means, um, you should take advantage of that. And uh, that kind of wraps up our... Overall, uh, week two recap. Um, stay tuned for early next week uh, for a week three recap. Um, and uh, definitely stay tuned for waiver wire pickups. I'm hoping to release an episode um, strictly on fantasy. I know I've been kind of touching on it um, the past two episodes, but um, I definitely want to get more in depth on it because I'm a big fantasy guy. Um, I've been playing for a couple years now with uh, friends I've been uh doing it with for a long time and um, I also do different leagues and um, I seem I, I feel like I'm very aware um, of who to pick up um, who's going to show out this whole year um, and again hopefully uh, I can have some uh, weekly previews um, of these games beforehand also and not wait too long so again expect another episode uh, for the week three recap um, early this week and I'll give you guys a week four recap hopefully during this week so um, I'll see you guys next week um, you can uh, I also have run another podcast called the Rock and Russ podcast I record my friend Russell um, I've been doing that longer than this podcast and um, that's how I kind of branched out to doing this one is because I kind of got used to doing that other podcast um, so you can follow um, that uh, that podcast on Sp uh, Spotify and iTunes. Um, you could, of course, leave a review for this podcast currently on Spotify and iTunes um, and everywhere on all the platforms that you guys listen to podcasts on.
And we can follow that other podcast, Rock and Rust Podcast, um, at the Rock and Rust Pod on Twitter and Instagram and the YouTube channel, Rock and Rust Podcast. Um, And we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. Take care. Goodbye.